What's up, kids? Another episode of Snap Tackle Pod this week. It's colder outside. We both yes. have to on. Dion Clissell out there in Eastern Blue Springs. I'm Mick Schaefer in Western Shawnee. We cover everything in between those two areas and on the outskirts of those areas, north, south, east, northwest. There's a lot of high schools with the name Northwest in them, <laughs> metro area. So we make sure we get catch Northwest uh, high school football podcast, the very best. Maybe the only, but that doesn't take away from the title of very best, right, Dion? Yes. Like I said a few weeks ago, we're the second most popular, or at least behind the heights on Apple's iTunes. So, oh, New Heights? New Heights, yeah. Us, or then the, us. Yeah, because it became the number one podcast when all yeah. that started happening. The Swifties were tuning in to see what, new, what Travis Kelsey and his brother were like. I've got my self service wrenchette here. I'm in my basement. I'm going to unclog. A garbage disposal. Oh, Hopefully I've done that. It, but I'm, I'm putting that aside right now. Uh, so we can talk high school football. I haven't, I haven't done that in a while because we got a new garbage disposal. Well, it's been a few years now, but uh, a very heavy-duty one that we got at Costco for a good deal. And yeah. uh, you can put just about anything down that thing. So, Yeah, I'm sure we got a good deal on this one, but I'm not, I don't know if it's heavy-duty. So we'll see. I, I put the chance of me fixing this thing at like 20%. Um, it's not that so hard. Oh, yeah. sometimes, it's, sometimes it's just locked and you just got to undo it and go along with your day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, uh, hopefully this might be a, a two hour edition of snap tackle podcast. I'll be stalling, just putting that chore off. I snaked uh, a drain yesterday. Does that make you feel any better? This cute, uh, this cool little thing I got at home Depot. Yeah. It's this long plastic thing and you put it and my uh, son's shower has been just filling up for a while. And I did it a while ago and it didn't do it. Whatever I got out of it or pushed down all the way through did yeah. the trick. Cause last night his shower was, you know, he didn't in the shower with you know this much water at the bottom of the yeah I know right shower. when he doesn't step on the on the plug so it goes down while he's in the shower so I mean he's thirteen uh, so you know anymore I just dump uh, gallons of Mac Drano Max down there and uh, it's bad on the plastic pipes though okay eats them away over time yes. <laughs> as uh, someone who has plumbed as a profession for a short amount of time that's you got I need you in my house then uh, some of these times and uh, I've got plenty of uh, issues with water yeah. Um, all right, let's do this. Uh, final week. Final, final week, week of the regular season. Yes. The regular season. And we're jockeying uh, for position here. Yeah. Against the Missouri sides. Some people are jockeying. Some people are having it jockeyed for them uh, yeah. by earning some forfeits. Uh, yeah. The Van Horn is the team that shot to the top of its district, earning its now second forfeit of the season after they got a right. forfeit We've to open the season. We've seen so many by a handful of schools now in the Kansas City area and then outside of Kids City area in uh, in in Missouri. Have we seen this many in a while? It's the most I can think of. And uh, we last night Park Hill South, I had to forfeit their first yeah. seven games, but they were they were one and six, so they lose their victory over Rockbridge. Uh, but they had three games where they scored, you know, they were within thir- less than thirteen points. So it kind of it affects district points. Um, not always district games. Did it go minus thirteen? Yeah, you go thirteen nothing. Does the matter if you lost by one? Yeah. One by fifty, it's minus thirteen. Yeah, for the for the district points on the Missouri side and the district points or the tie-breaking points on the Kansas side because uh, Lincoln Preps forfeits affected Topeka Highland Park, which gave them so, another win. Right, and so for and those thirteen that benefit from the uh, the forfeit, they get thirteen points. Is it a plus mm-hmm. thirteen for them? Yep, plus thirteen. Um, so if you go to those those teams, you'll see. Thir- zero to 13 losses if they forfeited and go to the other teams, you'll see 13 nothing. But Van Horn is the one that jumped from third to first, uh, combined with a Jeff City loss 
Uh, yeah. So right now they were one, just a hair behind him is Pleasant Hill. Um, so if, if Pleasant Hill plus 13s this week, uh, they would probably go past Van or possibly go past Van Horn. Just depends. Yeah. Um, Van Horn's got a, a tough one with the, uh, with uh, St. Michael this week. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they, they do. So now it's, uh, it's unfortunate. Um, they're, you know, some clerical errors, I think is pretty much the, the theme or not understanding um, transfer rules or not interpreting transfer rules. Well, uh, mm-hmm. errors made by adults. Um, and I think it's time that, that you know, that everyone kind of st- steps back and looks at what they've done and make sure everything is right the way they need to be. And I will include journalists as well, because plenty of people speculated all kinds of crazy things when these first started happening and uh, misreported. Uh, and as journalists, we do have a simple rule, even though I didn't go to J school, you did. You got to have double confirmation on anything before you say it. Yeah. Which generally means the school and Misha, yeah. because Anything else that's said outside of what the school and Misha says is not proven fact. Whether or not you think it is, it's not. So uh, whether you think something else is going on, that's fine. Or you've been told something else is going on, that's fine. What they say, what the school says, and what Misha say, and when they coincide, that is the provable fact. So everybody needs to do better from journalists to administrators. So that's my stump speech on forfeits, and we can move on to regular games now. Well, uh, one quick one. Why is this uh, more of a problem on the Missouri side? Are we I'm just sh- rule followers over here, or is it the State High School Association more sticklers over on the Missouri I, side? Well, all these are self-reported. So, I, I mean, outside of what I know. Um, is it self? Or I, I always assumed it was an opponent that kind of got wind of maybe, it. Maybe. I, I think. Blew the whistle. To from me. what I know from Grandview and, and Lincoln, they were self-reported. They looked and found out that it was. And, and I'm not saying that somebody didn't call the school and say, hey, I think that kid's ineligible. Um, and then they looked into it and then they reported Misha. Contrary to popular belief, Misha and Keisha are not even the NCAA when it comes to investigation, which they aren't even that big of an investigation arm to try and keep things. They're not out, uh, you know, you turn in the paperwork. If the paperwork is, it looks correct, um, then they go on today unless somebody says that that's not correct. And then they have to, you know, either somebody comes to them, which in these cases, it was all self-reported. So it's unfortunate. The, the the thing about it is, is I think it, it sucks for those kids. They still get to play in games. They, they played those games. They get to play in the postseason. No one has been forfeited out of the postseason. This is not Cardinal Ritter from four years ago playing a guy who was a senior who was suspended with a jersey number saying he was a freshman in a game, knowingly coaches, knowingly playing him, trying to get around the rules. And thus their program got shut down and they didn't get to go to the postseason. This is not that. This is clerical errors. Um, that, you know, punish kids. I mean, in the sense that, you know, Lincoln Prep knows they housed Speak of Highland Park, but it's a 13 to nothing Speak of Highland Park victory now, and it helps Highland Park in their standings. Yeah, it does affect Kansas a little bit. Yeah. yeah that's well, uh, and Lincoln Prep, who was sitting at the two seed, now sitting at the five seed, ironically, would play Grandview in the first round. Um, so it is, I mean, it is what it is, and I I think for everyone, you know, the forfeits are done, playoffs are coming, everybody gets to play in the playoffs, and no one has been banned from the playoffs yet. I say yet because who knows? It seems like every day there's something new. But um, I I think it's – I don't know. I don't know if there's a reason why suddenly we've had three schools in our area forfeit games, not to mention several others in the state of Missouri. Um, 
So, you know, the long last night people were theorizing, oh, if you, if you forfeit five games, you can't go to the po- more than five games, you know, five games where you can't go to the postseason. That's if you didn't play the games. That's if there was a no contest. This was a game played and you had to forfeit the win, not a, you know, so that's a little stickler for rules. And and I'm lucky that Jason West is very accessible to me because he's been able to answer a lot of rules questions for me, uh, which is good for Misha and same with Keisha Jeremy. Is it Holloway? I think is the, the guy. Holiday. Holiday. Yeah. And Keisha, both very accessible guys. And I appreciate their help in answering any questions I have. And um, that's, you know, like I said, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's, it's what happened. Um, only thing that anybody can do is go out and play football on Friday and then get ready to play their postseason games. I mean, that's at this point, there's nothing, there's more, no, nothing really be, needs to be discussed. I mean, it's over. It's time to move on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we'll do it. Um, I almost said last week and I didn't want to jinx anybody. I almost said last week, this is the time of the season not just for high school, but college and the NFL, because we saw it in those levels too, where teams, the good ones sometimes settle in and you forget that there's other teams out there improving, right? That are battling and scratching and clawing that aren't settled in who they are and are ready to become uh, better teams. And that's when the upsets happen. And we saw a huge one, the biggest one of the year, right? In Kansas City last week and and Gardner falling to a late to East, a, a signature win for Courtney Porter's program. Well, and I'm not stunned that it was Olathe East that did it. That team's been getting better and better each week. Uh, and they, you know, they have been outside. They played Olathe North in week one. And, and I think that they were still still in that phase of, can we be good? <laughs> we were improving at the end of last year. What are we? Uh, they played Free State a couple weeks later. Um, they beat Lawrence. Um, they've beaten every, you know, and then dominated some teams along the way. So, they looked, they were primed for that spot. I mean, they were ready for they were ready for that opportunity when it came to beat a team like Gardner Edgerton. And you're right, though. I, I can't remember which coach that came on my show last week talked about this little section of the season is the grind. Yeah. And this is the toughest spot to get through, you know, week six, seven, eight, five, six, seven, eight. Because, like you said, as I'm typing in districts, as a, the districts by the time you were watching this, the districts in Missouri will be updated a little later than normal because I had to make sure all the stuff was taken care of with games that we just discussed. Um, yeah, the math, I didn't have to do it. I had to, I'm letting Misha make sure the math is right and then I type them in. Same with, not so much as much on the Kansas side because there's this movement that can come there because there's not a point system. Yeah. Um, a lot of these spots are locked in. A lot of these spots are locked in. So it's tough to get up and go, you know, I mean, you know, if you're Lisa West. You go into that game last week, like if we win this game, we're gonna have the top seed. And then you didn't, and now you got Liberty North this week. So now you got to kind of prepare yourself to yeah, I don't know if Rockers can catch them, but we'll see. But a lot of these standings are are not changing from week to week. Mm. Um, this is in terms of typing in the district standings or updating the district standings. This is one that made my favorite week because I'm not moving people around. It's just, oh, they're the same five or six. Let's just update their record and their points. But yeah, this is the this is the tough spot for teams that are that are pretty good and know what they're going to try and do in the postseason. And then there's teams that are pretty bad and know that probably, you know, they're one game and done in the postseason. Those are the grind weeks. Yeah. The teams in the middle, the ones that are still battling, those are the dangerous teams. You, that, you know, and, I, and I'm not going to throw Olathe East in the middle because Olathe East is near the top of their five and two. Five and yeah. two. So, but but that was a team maybe people weren't talking about. And, you know, Gardner rolls through Mill Valley. No. Um, Olathe North and get those wins, and then you know, 
here comes Olathe East, and I'm sure those they're kids, and they go, well, they lost to Free State and Olathe North. We beat Olathe yeah. North. We can beat them, and they beat them. And that's that's because, as Coach Walmsgons always tells me, they're still 16, 17, and 18, and you don't know what you're going to get on a Friday night. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're 8-0 or 0-8. You don't know sometimes. So that's just that's, – that's what makes it fun. The last week of the season is tough sometimes to get through. Um and we saw that last week, but no, it's uh it's fun to see. Um, I'm, I'm sure that people on Gardner like it to, it's not fun for them, but you get that out of the way. I mean, you could, you know, Joel Appleby is famous for saying that they learn way more after a loss and sometimes they listen better after a loss than they did when they were winning. So a good coaches can take a loss and, and make sure that, you know, one doesn't become two and you get better out of it. You got to get AI on those district standings there, Dion. Nobody types stuff in anymore. It's just, it's just, it's just happened. You know, it's so kind of funny. AI type to say, hey, do the points for Missouri high school football. And bam, it comes out like a second later. I wouldn't trust that. I mean, how, I mean, you know, how would people know that I actually did it? Because there's got to be at least one or two typos. Don't tell people you did it. You lie. That's how. It's like with the rankings each week that I send off to the, all the media in, in Missouri and, I'm pretty good about the. I mean, it's you know, it's 60 teams that you're updating records and making sure all that stuff's good to go. And um, this was the first week that I did not get an email from the guy in the Northeast Missouri who, trust me, loves something as much as he loves double checking my media rankings, which is what I asked him to do. But I did not get a hey, Moberly seven and one. Yeah, um, you know, because there's always one or two records, and I caught I actually caught two of them that I didn't update uh, over the weekend that I that was able to update yesterday before we got those out. So I caught myself this week, but you know, my lovely typos are really, I think people really enjoy that. Where there's a, where there's an asterisk instead of a dash. Before we jump over into Missouri and the results last week, Lawrence wins the battle of Lawrence beating free state. Great game. Log jam at the top of the Sunflower League. You have three, seven teams at five, between five and two and six and one. And so you have Gardner, Lawrence, free state and Lake the North, all six and one going to the final. Uh, week of the season and since it's an unbalanced schedule in the sunflower league if you tie even with a team that beats you uh you're crowned co-league champs uh as well but uh yeah half that's crazy half of the the 14 team league is five and two or and, uh, and the funny thing about it is you look at the teams that are just underneath them um and i'll say like shiny mission north shiny mission south um Shiny Mission East, Shiny Mission Northwest. Yeah, all- those four Shiny Mission schools are kind of like the the next little middle class there, and they're not bad teams. I mean, Shiny Mission South took Olathe South all the way to the end last week in a forty one forty victory for Olathe South. But uh, and Shiny Mission North, you know, beat Olathe Northwest last week, and you know that 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 that's an improved team. So yeah, that's the 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 work of the seven with the good records has been done over some solid teams. I, I would say in a 14-team league that's either too big or needs to be put into divisions, um, to have those teams do well really uh, says that what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, quickly, EKL looks like it's uh, it could come down to the final week, but um, Miege undefeated think, in it. Yeah, I think Miege is going to get you know, that. You got Aquinas taking on Blue Valley Southwest, two and three playing each other. Um, in the in the league uh, this week, of course, Miege uh, beat Aquinas. Uh, but yeah, Miege can beat Blue Eyed Northwest. Actually, it's funny. Four plays one and two plays three this week. Yeah, I know. And, and I, I like Miege in that game. They're getting really good at winning the close games. Blue Eyed West, again, took someone all the way to the, to the end. That's 
what they did. But uh, the, the Aquinas Blue Valley Southwest game is one of our Remax Big Three games. I, I'm kind of curious with Aquinas. They got banged up in that Rockhurst game. They struggled to beat Blue Valley 10-7 last week. 10-7, just barely beat Blue Valley. Right? Um, and Blue Valley is a solid team, so that could have something to do with it. But they are looking somewhat offensively challenged right now, and they're playing a Blue Valley Southwest team that's going to give them the ball plenty of times because they're going to score plenty of times. Yeah, That's the thing with Blue Valley Southwest is they they it's score so many points. Yeah. yeah, you get so many more possessions. Um, they've got to have slow possessions and try and keep that offense off the field, but it doesn't matter. They only need three plays to get down the field and score. So it's going to, like I said, that, that one's the one, that's one of them that's really got me interested, but Blue Valley Northwest is, I mean, they're so well coached and and it's a good football team. They got a lot of talent. They're, you know, kind of getting better as the season goes on. Um, Like I said, Miege is playing well though. Uh, Miege has answered every question um, that, that, that they've been asked outside of the Rockers game. They lose that one. 21-14, 21-14, to 14, the Rockers pretty much controlled that game the entire way out. But, no, I think yeah. I think Miege is probably going to win that conference. Yep. Uh, over Missouri, Lee Summit West gets the seven-point win over Lee Summit North, 28-21. to 21. North, north one. Or North, north yeah. over West. Sorry, yeah. I, I, and north that was a back-and-forth game, and I got to double-check. North got down 7 nothing and 14-7, and that might have been the only time they have trailed all season. Yeah. But it's funny. Or maybe Blue Belly Northwest was up on them seven nothing. I don't want to. I don't want to show. There's a couple games where they were kind of slow starts, um, but but West looked good. Um, there's a ton of penalties in this game, and I know there's there's some personal fouls, but that's a rivalry game, so that some of that's going to happen. I think there was a oh you personal fouled me, I'm going to personal foul you. Um, but there it 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 was kind of sloppy in the second half. Um, but at least I'm in North really put the drive together when they needed to went down and drove and then and defensively had a good stand there at the end. So I think this is a lot about Lisa Mill West. Mm-hmm. Cause I think people were like, are, you know, seven and oh, are they, is that a legit seven and oh, or are they just kind of been, you know, taking advantage of their schedule, uh, played them tough. They get Liberty North this week. Um, Remax big three game for us. Uh, and we'll yeah. see uh, Liberty North after giving up 26 to blue spring South. Didn't seem very happy about that. Uh, and beat Ray Peck 38 to nothing. It was 35, nothing at the half. So uh, that looked more like a Liberty North game than it did the week before. Um, so they're, they look pretty locked and loaded, uh, but Hey, Lisa Mo West, the, the Tory kid the tailback is outstanding. He's big and physical. The quarterback who wears a 20 or 22, I can't remember. He's in the twenties. I know. Yeah. I know you love that. He's big, big and physical when he runs the ball. Uh, so yeah, they, and the defensively they're, they're very good. So, uh, Lisa Mo West is, that's an interesting district. Lisa Mo West, Lisa Mo North and then Rockers. Uh, has so there those, been a, has there been a steadier team? Than Lee Summit North this year. Like, look at their scores. They have scored between 21 and 39 points every game. Yeah. They've been in the 20s or the 30s, between 21 and 39. And they've given up between 14 and 24. Yeah. That's it. It's a 10 point span given up, it's an 18 point span scoring. And this is high school football. Usually, yeah, one week you're scoring 55, the next week you're scoring six. And then 35, and yeah. then 17, and then back to 63. It, it, it seems like the same game every week. They're so steady, and they just know how to win football games. Yeah, I, and I throw Liberty North in that kind of as well. They, they're pretty That's much – That's what I'm like, saying, Liberty North. Did I mess them up again? That's what I'm you, said, you said Lee Summit North. Lee Summit North. Lee Summit North, who I said. I, I can't get them straight. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Lee Summit North. Yes. Yeah. You're throwing uh, Liberty North. I'm throwing Liberty North in because they're very similar. Outside of that first game, which was a seven-point game, and the Blue Spring South game where they gave up 26, it's been – 
I think they gave up 21 to Liberty maybe, but other than that, they have, they have really been dominant, but no, I think it says, look, they're the two best teams. They've got the best offenses. They've got the best players. They've got the, and they're going out and being, and they are in a mode of, we know we can, you know, we know we can score this many points. We got, we know we're going to do an offense and defensively, we know what we have to do. And I think that shows in the consistency of both those teams. They're, they're, they're the best teams and they've handled their business the way they should. Uh, and I, you know, at least someone has got Park Hill this week. Mm-hmm. I think they should take care of that and they're going to be the one seed. Uh, so they get a week off, uh, and then they'll get to play, uh, the winner of Ray Peck and Lee Summit, I think, um, which they've beaten. Um, both of them already. So, you know, we'll get to see them again. But um, Lee Summit's probably more dangerous offensively. Uh, Ray Peck has been up and down this year, to say the least. I mean, they're really good in some games, really bad in others. Lee Summit's really playing well um, in that district. That being said, the top three are the top three in that district. But Lee Summit's – there's some, Dawson Heaney, their quarterback, and they've got some good receivers. Um, that's an interesting team for me yeah. in that district. Uh, Oak Park still undefeated by the skin of their teeth. They've got two wins over two good teams this year uh, by one point. St. Joe Central this past week, uh, earlier in the year, it was uh, Grand Valley, but the Northmen staying spotless. Yes. And they were down two touchdowns late and got two touchdowns and a two point conversion and then held St. Joe Central off there at the end. Um, Oak Park, good team. They won the game and they did what they had to do. I'm not sure if. St. Joe Central exposed some kind of flaw because they're sitting one, two in their district. So they're probably going to see each other again. Um, but St. Joe Central's offense is dynamic. They can run the game fields. Their, their tailback is outstanding. The quarterback's really good. They've got good receivers. That's a, that's a game that interests me when they play again, because that thing was back and I mean, it was like one score here, up one score here, one up score here, tie, 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 tie all night long. Um, and really, it, it kind of opened my eyes because that well, question was because Oak, Oak Park's played pretty good defense outside of the Green Valley and Lee Summit game. So that just shows that this is now the third time this season that someone's put some points on them. And um, I don't know if it's a crack in their defense or if it's just those offensive teams that I just, just mentioned, Lee Summit, Green Valley, and, and San Joe Central are really good. Green Valley, who was up 61 to eight of William Christman at halftime last week. So we're starting to see that team flex its muscle. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's stay right there. And let's look at the uh, Remax big three games of the week for you. You can find those on, uh, are they up yet? Yep. They are. they are. They are. Uh, Monday night, baby. I got them done. Fort Osage at Oak park. It's good. Fort Osage team. Another team that played a back and forth game with green Valley, like Oak park did. We've got three losses on the year. Um, could, could the, uh, could the Fort Osage crew pull an upset on Oak park? You know, like I said, we, you know, you're looking at a Fort Osage team that has two losses by less than one score each, one point to Grain Valley and one score to Kearney. The game that I can't reconcile with the way Fort Osage has played is losing to Blue Springs. Yeah. Not close losing to Blue Springs. Yeah. I mean, I, that's the one I don't get because they've been crushing everyone else. I mean, I, the, I don't get River Peppers is an outstanding tailback. I know they've gone through some quarterback changes. Um, they've had some injuries there. Uh, this will be another one, like I talked about St. Joe Central last week. If Fort Osage puts some points up on them, um, the, the Oak Park defense may be <laughs> the one to keep an eye on. That being said, Oak Park's proved they can outscore some people, so we'll see. Uh, but, no, this is a good game. And it la- last year it was for the conference. This year uh, it's not because they're behind um, 
San Jose. The, the other team to beat San Jose Central was Fort Osage, and they handled them. Handled one score they gave up. So we'll see. And this is this is a good litmus test for both these schools, especially since San Jose Central and Oak Park are in six A or class six this year, not five. So your Fort Osage, um, you want to get this win, lock down that two seed. They're in the same district with Platte County and Grand Valley. Um, so it'll they need to kind of just lock that down and not get another loss and, and they don't want to find themselves behind Black Platte County have to go on the road to Black County. Yep. Um, Liberty North at Lee Summit West. We talked about it being kind mm-hmm. of like prove it uh fortnight for Lee Summit West. We're trying out Lee Summit North for Liberty North. Can can the uh, Titans go uh one and one, I guess, in that uh in that uh two week test? I, I think they can. Um they're gonna be t- they're gonna be tested because that Liberty North defense after the the Blue Spring South game, which Blue Spring South went and beat Blue Springs this week. So I think that kind of shows that they were getting better and that offensive output wasn't necessarily a fluke. They just had a good game. Uh, I think it's a good test for them. Uh, coming, they, they saw what they did last week. They had the lead. Um, they kind of got away from them in the end. They, they lose by seven. Uh, you know, Liberty North and, and Lee Summit West have one loss each, both by seven points to Lee Summit North. So uh, this is a you know pretty even matchup. I'd kind of – Probably going to pick Liberty North, but that doesn't mean I think at least some of West is. But if you're least some of West, you got to kind of keep it close. You don't want to get plus 13. Rockhurst is coming up right behind. I don't know if there's enough points for Rockhurst to pass them um, to where a possible second round game would be at Rock instead of least some of West. So things to think about. Yep. Um, another one, this is going to be, I believe, our game of the week on uh, KSHB 41 as well. I got off the grid a little bit. I love it. Savannah at St. Pius. We're doing class two, correct? No, class Both. three, St. Pius, Savannah, class four. I'm the worst. Uh, three and four. Three and four. Uh, or these two, both at uh, six and two on the season, both with a loss against uh, Maryville, although yep. St. Pius was, was closer. What do you think happens in this one? Well, I, I just want to see these two teams play. They're, they're both kind of locked in their spot in the districts, um, so it doesn't really affect them in that. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be a good test for both of them to really kind of just sharpen who they are heading into the postseason. And, I, I, you know, I don't know if you're a coach, you want a team you can beat by 30 so you can rest some of your players. But both these teams, I think I'd have to look at the districts, uh, if the two seeds get off in those districts or not. But uh, I think they both want to go in with good momentum and, and coming off a good game, a good game like this. So it should be interesting. All right, over in Kansas, big three games of the week. Lewisburg at Spring Hill. It's a big one. 7-0 Lewisburg, 6-1 Spring Hill. This is 4A and 5A, though. Yep. Frontier League on the line. I mean, these teams all – Yep, Frontier League. Uh, So, you know, Spring Hill, they're only lost to Blue Valley Southwest. I mean, that's – there's there's showing to be no shame in that. Um, And this is more of a – I mean, Lewisburg's more of a Frontier – I mean, they're a Frontier League team. This is going to be – you know, tough physical run game against each other. Um, Colt McKenna, outstanding tailback for Spring Hill. Declan Battle and Ash, Declan Battle, the quarterback for Lewisburg, Ashton Moore, who's a two way player, linebacker, uh, tailback for Lewisburg. A lot of good players in this game. Um, I, I think it's, it's reminds me of when Lewisburg and Paola, you know, when we first started Preps KC, were both state quality teams and they would play each other the last week of the season. Um, and that happened a couple times. In fact, uh, they were honoring the 2011 Lewisburg State Championship team last weekend. Okay. Um, and so they had some of those guys, saw that on Twitter, some of those guys that won that game. And, and uh, you know, this is probably one of the best Lewisburg teams since that time. Um, when uh, 
It's a cold. Gary Griffin was the player. His son was played with the Patriots, not Patriots, uh, Saints, tight end, long snapper. Um, and so that was a really good team for Lewisburg. You don't remember that at all? I think his career is over because he was on, on the sidelines Friday night, but state champions in 2011. <laughs> no, Lewisburg turns out the athletes now. I know yeah. that uh, for sure. Um, all right, here we go. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Um, both, both those teams, by the way, playing for number one seeds, seeds. Yeah. in their uh, in the um, their side of the um, the playoffs in the east side here. Um, after that, you had um, Baser Linwood at DeSoto again. KC. This is 4A and 5A. DeSoto also playing for a number one seed uh, on their side of the uh, the playoffs. And it's for the UKC crown, um, they both have won five in a row. Baser start off 0-2. Uh, Soto start off one and one. Their only loss is to now number one, Washburn Rural. I did not vote yeah. that way. That's how, that's how that's how K Preps. Resume. Yeah, that's how they that's how they win. I still think that Gardner and Olathe North would probably beat Washburn Rural, but we'll see. I you know, World uh, took down Manhattan, right? Yeah, I'm not a huge Manhattan. I, I don't think it's very strong. Camps, <laughs> five five six fumbles in that game. Let's. You know what? And bad ones, like just running down the field, the ball popped out. Hey, Manhattan broke Derby, okay? They've broken Derby. They've beat him three times in the last year plus, okay? You got to give them their props. Well, I would say I'd say Blue Valley Northwest might have broke Derby in the state championship game the way, the way they dominated them, and Derby's never recovered. But uh, I mean, they beat him three times. Yeah. So three, three. Uh, anyway, carry on. Uh, no, I, I like this game a lot. I think uh, both these teams offensively have gotten much better as the season's gone on. Two really good coaches. Uh, different styles. I know that, uh, you know, Basel Linwood's more balanced and, they, and they've and they got a good quarterback again this year. And you know what DeSoto's going to do? They're going to run it. They're going to run it. And they're going to run it some more. Uh, and they've been dominating teams. So, you know, the scores have been closer for Baser all season long. Uh, but uh, it, these two teams have played each other a lot over the last few years. So there's not a lot of mystery between them. And this is a good one to end the season as both are trying to, you know, get their positioning done for the brackets. Yeah. Um, and once again, another, uh, all these, yeah, 4A v 5A matchup, Aquinas and Blue Valley Southwest. Southwest has their eyes on a number one seed. Aquinas probably can't. There's, there's probably too many yeah. teams on the east side ahead of them, a couple with undefeated records. Uh, but this could be, you know, if, if Northwest could beat Bishop Miege, the winner of this game um, could tie for the, uh, for the league crown. And I'm going to say this because the last time I said this, I was wrong. I don't think Southwest has ever beaten Aquinas. Okay. Now I could be wrong. I could be wrong back in that 2012 team that beat Biage. Um I'd have to go back and look. And I don't know. Southwest played one less league game. Yeah. The other teams. So, you know, if they won and you know, Northwest won, they would tie in the, the loss category, but I believe uh, Miege would have one more win than them. So yeah, this is a big game for for Southwest, and you know, they definitely are a team that's that's answered all the questions. Um, you know, as the as the year has gone on, um, but you can't really um, night and day is how I would maybe um, describe these uh, styles of offense. Yes, yes. I mean, we're talking flexbone versus as wide open as anyone uh, can remember. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be a matchup of styles and I'm, I'm back to 2013. Uh, oh, no, they beat him in 2013. They beat St. Thomas Aquinas 34 to 14. So I did double check. 
uh, there's a site out there that I could check on. I did. So, uh, yeah, so they're looking for their probably second win or third win over um, St. Thomas Aquinas, but it's been a decade. So it's been a decade. Um, yep. So, no, it's, uh, you know, and, and if you're Southwest, uh, you know, you may see a team like this in the in the postseason if you if you run up against a DeSoto, um, you know, or, you know, or a run-heavy team. Spring Hill's not a flex-bone team, but they're a run-heavy team. You've already seen them, but – this is a good test for your defense to see if you can you can get a, a flex bone or option team off the field. I mean, that's then that's what they're going to need to do so they can get their offense back on the field. Take with you what you uh, want from these. I'm going to throw out a couple games on each side that we haven't talked about. Belton at Kearney, Smithville at Grandview. Uh, anything about those games stand out to you? I think Smithville, um, they, they already locked in their number one seed. They've just been real business, very quietly after that loss, you know, early in the season to Platte County, all they've done is, you know, take care of everything uh, and, and done what they needed to do. Um, Carney and Belton is interesting. Belton, they struggled to be right last week. Um, I think that I'm kind of curious about them because they usually are kind of the opposite of what they've been. They haven't been playing as well the last few weeks um, in the end of the season, but they used to be kind of the get off to a slow start, beat somebody in the playoffs. You didn't think they were going to beat type of team. So I think I'm, Thought I heard they were dealing with some injuries and they were kind of banged up. So that that has a lot to do with it, a lot. Um, but Carney coming off a good win at Grandview, it was close for a quarter and a half, and then they kind of just pulled away from Grandview. Grandview, their tough part of their schedule was their last two games, and they played that you know Carney last week, and then they get Smithfield this week. Um, I don't think they can move up. Well, they could. Carl Junction's in front of them. If they could find a win here, I think they would move up to the three seed. Um, but right now, I think they're pretty much locked into that four seed, and they'll play Lincoln Prep in, in week one. But uh, but, you know, all four of those teams want to go in with a win into the postseason. Um, I don't know if it changes their positioning much, um, but they definitely want to go in with a win. Um, and on the Kansas side, we've got a Lathan North at Free State. Winner of that game secures at least a tie for the uh, Sunflower League title. And then, oh, man, I had it over here. Well, let's just throw in the the other game there. You have Lathan South and Gardner. And Lathan South is uh, – Five and two. What what a run for Gardner! They've had to play five and two Mill Valley, six and one Olathe the North, five and two Lawrence. Yeah, five and two Olathe the East. Now five and two Olathe the South. Last five games of the season. I expect a good performance by the Gardner defense. I mean, the defense played okay last week. Um, I expect them to come out. But that being said, Olathe the South is crazy. Scored fifty down. fifty forty. Um, they're all over the place, but offensively they can score. Uh, is it Nuremberg the yeah, quarterback. Three quarterback. Yes, three or certain quarterback could get them up and down the field. Um, so no, it, Gardner's got to finish strong. This is gonna. I mean, this if they want to go in and 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 try and get back to the state championship game, you don't want to go into the playoffs coming off two losses. That's for sure. Don't let one become two. If you're late yeah. to South, just keep flying high. Just keep winning games. <laughs> that's. I mean, then you know they don't. They don't. You know, you get bonus points for your positioning, but. We're at the point of the season where it doesn't matter how many points you win by. Like they beat Shawnee Mission South by one point last week and improved Shawnee Mission South. Doesn't matter if you're late to South, just keep winning games. Yep. Um, ba, 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 ba. Okay. How, how's your uh, Simone Award uh, ballot look right now? Uh, you know, both quarterbacks from Lawrence were really good last week. Um, Banks, Bowen, and Wesley Edison. Uh, Ty Williams went for two hundo. Another, he said, a half. Uh, he had 23 carries. 
Um, I'm, tr- I'm pretty sure he had only played the first half and, and uh, he had four total touchdowns, three rushing and one receiving. He's sitting at 1600 yards. He's almost a two. He's almost right at 2000 total yards and about 25 touchdowns. Wow. Cause he's, he's averaging 32 yards of reception on, on when he catches the oh, ball. Boy. Yeah. So uh, when he catches it, he, more. yeah. So when he catches the ball, he generally scores <laughs> from wherever he's at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's pretty much that's how the field at the very least. He's yes. Yes. Um, his, his average did come down a hair. He's at 9.7 or 9.8 right now, but he's still averaging 206 yards a game. Uh, they've got Raytown this week. I think that he'll probably get a good half in there. Some then, more numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he's kind of the, the lead dog right now, but there's a lot of good, you know, there's a lot of good players out there. Panky at Oak Park, Reaver Peppers at Fort Osage, a lot of the good tailbacks and, um, you know, Dylan Dunn at, at Blue Valley Southwest continues to put up big numbers. And and it's one thing to put up big numbers and lose games. We've seen a Simone winner right. do that last year. Uh, it's another thing to be put up big numbers and win games easy. Um, yeah. so he's you know, how many, you know, how many fourth quarters has he played some weeks? So uh that's those are kind of the guys there, and, and we'll have another Simone watch this week. We're gonna do a Fontana watch as well. Um, so that's kind of the where we're at on those, and and it's getting closer. Once teams start to finish up regular season, you, you kind of you'll see mm-hmm. some you'll see some stuff, and then you know because the reality of it is in week ten or week nine, not half, but a lot are done. So some of those guys will have their full season in, or or you know, and some of them will be going deep. Uh, you know, if you're Grand Valley, you got to get out of your district one mm-hmm. with Fort Osage and Platte County. That's not going to be easy, but I think Web City's vulnerable. They were only a one score game with Neosho. <laughs> bad team uh and so i think web city's definitely that's who the, that district would get in the quarterfinals so i think if you're grain valley fort osage platte county just focus on getting out of your district it's not quite the oh my gosh we got to play web city um fort osage has never you know, i have to say that platte county has beaten web city um i don't think fort osage has matched up with them since they've been up at five but uh i know grain valley has never never beaten them uh never played them i don't think because they've, they've got they bumped their heads in that quarterfinal They've never been in a district where they're next to each other. It's always like a semifinal. So we'll see. Um, it's going to be a fun, fun week this week. Uh, we'll have brackets for Kansas on Friday night and Missouri on Saturday because there are Saturday games. So all brackets are not complete until Saturday. Hopefully the brackets will be correct on Friday night because that has been an issue in the past. It happens. Some points were different. I know that involved your team, uh, and there was some to do about that on yeah, a couple um, years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago. So it, you know, there's math involved. People make mistakes in math. Um, so no, we'll have all the brackets out on Friday and Saturday, and then it's go time. Um, it's here. It did. It feels feels fast, but uh, it's definitely definitely. Oh, yeah. uh, we got we have other fall sports that are wrapped already wrapped up. Like golf. oh yeah tennis last week and yeah so, yeah it's uh it's basketball is hey, knocking on the door so is wrestling they're like hey we're ready let's go middle school basketball tryouts for my son october 30th there we go good luck so, he's trying out it's gonna be a good experience for him hey, either halloween way. costume be a uh, basketball uniform he is actually going to be uh marty mcfly Oh, for, for old soul there. I, I appreciate the uh, yes, yes. Because, it helps that my uh, wife has a puffy vest jacket. So yeah, 
So he wanted to he wanted to be Marty McFly this year. He thinks he needs a skateboard. I'm like, dude. Yeah, you yeah. need the you need the accessories. I don't you need have to a make skateboard. Sure, people know who. Well, the the thing I, I have, have a skateboard. I'll get you a skateboard. I can you give me a skateboard. skateboard. Okay. Uh, okay. The, the other thing I think I think I have is not old school. Door. Everybody has a skateboard. The old school headphones. Yeah, he's got the puffy I, vest. Uh, he's got the puffy vest. That's the easy part. Puffy vest is the easy part. That's the one that's a lot of that's tough for a lot of people. In fact. Yeah, you need the accessories to make sure people know who you are. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what he's going to be. Last year, he was the Elvis last year. He was Elvis last year. Just all these uh, characters and people who were around, I don't know, 20, 30 years before he was born. Uh, Yeah. Um, Well, now he was, this has been three or four years. You ever watched a show called Henry Danger on Nickelodeon? I know what it is. I never watched it. Oh, you? You should watch it. It's as it's as good for adults as, as it is for, I mean, oh, you're, one of those you're, little yeah, bottles. it's 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 pretty good. Um, and so with the name Henry, we started watching that. Um, so we've seen all of that. In fact, not that anybody needs to know this, but uh, Teen Nick all summer was essentially nothing but Henry Danger. Oh, nice. Okay. It was like the only thing that's frustrating is if you're someone like me who likes to watch all the Law and Orders and things like that in order, because that's how they run them on most stations. They did not do that with Henry Danger. So, you know, the Henry Danger character was like 13 to 18. And so, like, you'd have one where he's like, you it's know. a cartoon? No, it's not a cartoon. It's regular. Okay. It's live action. In fact, there's a movie coming, evidently, oh, wow. supposedly. Yes, yes. Uh, so, no, it's, uh, I highly recommend it if you have children to watch. It's something you can watch with your child, which is always, you know, important. Yeah. You know, you can only watch The Voice and The Masked Singer so many times. <laughs> I gotta get to work on this garbage disposal. Yes, okay. yes. I gotta finish up districts. All right, sounds like a plan. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Good luck to all your games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whenever they are. Uh, we'll see you next time on Snap Tackle Pod.